0: all right welcome back in to the tide talk podcast stacy blackwood here with jake thomas and our special guest samuel woolard from a contributor of no huddle sports jake sam how y'all doing pretty
1: well how you guys doing
2: doing great man Uh, it's good to have you on sam
1: thanks uh we were talking a little bit earlier before we recorded and uh, we just reminiscing about how we were talking before uh football bowl season and uh it doesn't seem that long ago, but here we here we are and talking now and and sports or seem like a thing of a past. So uh we'll talk a little bit of sports tonight, but good to just talk to you guys in general.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we're 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 happy to have you on, Samuel, and uh we look forward to talking a little bit about the sports that are actually going on right now and kinda of talk about the way uh this virus has affected this whole sports world and really just life in general. But before we talk about the way it's affected, you know, our uh, our viewing of sports, uh, I would like to kind of kind of get an insight on how it's kind of affected you on a more personal level level. So, uh, Samuel, kind of kind of how is this the virus and being quarantined and, and all this affected you personally?
2: Well,
1: personally, I'd say that, uh, you know, day to day life has obviously changed as it probably has for you guys. And it probably changing every week or every day in some instances but uh currently I'm, I'm working from home so I'm still very very fortunate for that um my uh my work days have extended a little bit just kind of make myself a little bit more available for emails, phone calls because I know other people in, in the same situation but um my wife's in finance so she's able to still go to work and, and do some of that kind of stuff for uh she does mortgages but uh biggest biggest thing for me personally is uh, I've learned to be a, a teacher to elementary age kids so I'm learning uh, fractions and math and all that kind of stuff again but uh but other than that it's not too bad uh, I think uh, you know it, it's good to spend time with the family and I think we're kind of getting back to some of the family values that you know we, we might have lost along the way sometimes but but it's been it's been good for what it is and trying to make the best of new situation um you know still getting used to the new normal in, in some ways and, and trying to figure things out of, of how to proceed with caution but also try to live a little bit of a life and and talk to friends and family, you know, via be a Skype or or a Zoom or, or whatever technology people have. But so far, not terrible and, and trying to make the best of it. What about what about you guys?
2: Yeah, um my day to day is uh hasn't really changed much. Um I'm an essential worker, uh I'm a um plumbing salesman. Um so we have we have obligations, we have to keep our contractors and subcontractors. Uh, going because they're at, at th- different places that have to stay open, like hospitals and and uh, places like that. So I'm still going back and forth to work every day. Um, and uh, my wife, uh, she works for the government out here on the arsenal. So they, she's been out for the since all this pretty much has started. I think the 16th was her in March was her last day, and uh, she's about to go stir crazy. Which I mean, I understand, but um, I'm a homebody. So I mean, if if I get sent home for two weeks, it ain't gonna bother me. Cause I, you know, I don't. Whenever the weekend comes around, I'm just mainly at home anyway. I may go out and see some family I go hang out with friends every once in a while, but most of the time I'm at home. So if they if they shut us down completely for two weeks, I won't have a problem with it.
0: I I I was laid off this week, and I'm going to be laid off again next week. Uh, I I work for a company who makes uh, parts for for automotive. Uh, companies so they're not really selling any cars right now so they don't need parts so so we're off for the time being but uh to to sam's point earlier it's allowed me to uh to spend a little more time with my kids now that they're out of school and uh out of daycare and so that that that's been enjoyable uh my wife on the other hand she is she's a nurse and she's actually a a manager at a, a nursing home here locally so uh she's obviously has a tough job right now you know they're they're trying their best to keep all their patients uh uh you know free of the virus because it's obviously very detrimental to the to the elderly and uh they have they have 200 and something uh residents there at that facility so uh you know it's it's a a very demanding job right now uh so uh, she she's pretty stressed right now so if y'all could remember her i'd appreciate that uh, but, uh, so she, she's working all the time and, and, and working her butt off. So, you know, and, and on that note, I just want to, I just want to give a quick shout out to any doctors or, or nurses or, uh, healthcare workers, you know, whether that be AIDS or, you know, anything like that, uh, that, that happen to listen to this podcast. We appreciate y'all very much and the job that you do. Yes, we yeah. do definitely.
1: Yeah, I would second that. Regardless of what anyone's job is, if you're if you're still going to work and, and doing your day to day tasks uh, to make to make society run and, and keep people healthy and, and get people food and all that kind of stuff, my hat goes off to you because you know jobs are tough as is, and in this this day and age, and with everything that's going on now, it just becomes that much harder. And you're trying to keep yourself safe. So, in short, thank you. You know, you're, you're doing what you can for your own family, but also for everyone else's family too. So, a lot of respect goes out to those people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and uh, not only has this just affected us on a personal level, but it's kind of affected us uh, – not kind of, it's completely affected our sports world, which is what our podcast is about. Uh, you know, uh, the NBA shut its season down. I believe it was around March 10th, maybe the 12th, something around that day. Uh Obviously, there isn't any spring college football. The MLB didn't get to have their opening day, which is a major thing in this country, and yeah, uh, it's just uh, it's really weird to be sitting here on April third, and you can't turn on the TV to a to an NBA game or a Major League Baseball game, or you know, look for some updates on your your favorite college football teams, spring practice. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's a strange time, and. Uh just kinda on that point, especially on the, the, the college football. Well actually real quick before we talk about college football, do 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 y'all think that the NBA will finish their uh season this year? Yeah. Go ahead and answer that if you want to, Sam.
1: I'm gonna say no. I mean I yeah. think it would be I think it would be hard. I mean you'd kinda of be I don't know how many games they played in terms of the season, but I just think you'd you'd pick some if they did some sort of a playoff, you're just kind of picking not really teams at random, but you're just picking teams at a given point in the season. And who knows how much things have changed for those players and their families and and the teams and all that kind of stuff. I just think it'd be really hard to do. And I think I just think that in the best interest of everyone and probably even for us. I was watching the sport that they're probably not going to do anything like that. If they did, personally, I would I'd probably be surprised. Same thing for the NHL. I don't think there'll be any playoffs until we get to the to the fall sports. What, what were you going to say about the NBA, Jake?
2: Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. Um, I know uh, Mark Cuban's come out and said that that the plan is to still finish the season, but my gosh, I don't know how long this is going to be around. And um, and they I think they restart their season in October. So I mean the further on into the you get, I mean, you're, you're getting later into this season, getting ready for next season. So, and, and really uh, I've been seeing um, some stuff from, from players. There's a lot of them who's not even able to get out and go to gyms and stuff to, to play. So, I mean, everybody's going to be a little bit rusty. So, I mean, if they do finish up the season, uh, they'll have to get their, you know, get their legs back underneath them. And, and who knows, there could be some upsets in the, in the playoffs since everybody's – there's a lot of people not out practicing. So – um but I, I don't see it happening, you know. It, who knows? I, I just don't see it happening.
1: And I think the other well, thing that's interesting too is I am by no means a world-class athlete, and I like to think I'm athletic. But still, I know if I haven't shot basketball or swung a baseball bat or a golf club for a couple weeks or whatnot, you, you twist the wrong way, you land the wrong way, your ankle hurts, your mm-hmm. knee hurts, your back hurts. And – um <laughs> I don't have a multi-million dollar contract. So I don't think anyone wants someone out there on the floor or, or on the ice and yeah, get injured. I think
0: that's just old. I think that's just old age, Samuel. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I
1: don't. I don't have a, a lucrative contract to, to comfort right. me on the couch. So I don't think any any owners or, or GMs want to have a you know a role player or a star uh, on the shelf for you know the rest of the season or even next year or part of next year. Because of a an injury from a, a hastily cobbled together season, so I think that would factor into it too
0: yeah they 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 definitely don't need to jump the gun i mean I because the the n b a has actually talked about for several years now waiting until around Christmas day to even start their regular season yeah so if 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 that is something that they can decide to do uh you know this year or for this upcoming nBA season. Uh, then maybe they can finish this season out because there was, I think there was about a month left of the, uh, of the uh, regular season or so. You know, somewhere around that. I think each team had, you know, fifteen to twenty or mid twenty games to play. So it wasn't, it wasn't just a whole lot of regular season games left to play. And uh, then of course you have the, the playoffs that's going to last. You know, I don't know six eight weeks. I guess is about how long it lasts. So. Uh, I, I could see them finishing. I don't think it's very likely. I'm, I'm with y'all. If I had to bet, I'm going to bet that they they do not finish the season or have a have a playoff. Which is it's really unfortunate. I mean, as a, as a fan of the sport, it's unfortunate because I think a finals between uh, either LeBron and Giannis or Kawhi and Giannis that would be a lot of fun to watch. So. Uh, I hope the selfish part of me hopes that they can somehow make it work, but the, the more realistic and uh, I guess the worldly view of it, I I don't see it happening, but uh, it is unfortunate, but I mean, it's the, it's the nature of the beast. When you have a pandemic like this, you just, you just kind of got to roll the punches and just take, take your lumps and, and move on. And uh, it looks like, as of right now there's probably not going to be uh, an nba playoffs or or finals which is uh, to me the nba finals is is one of the great sporting events of the year cuz uh that's that's when them, the the best athletes in the world go at it for for a few games and uh, it's just a lot of fun to watch and you know i mean in, and actually i was early this afternoon i come in uh from outside and i had it on the nba network because before i went outside i was watching uh an eight, I think it was the '88 uh, Western Conference Finals Game Seven between Boston and LA. Uh, but when I come back in, it was Game Seven of the of the 2013 NBA Finals when uh, the Heat beat uh, San Antonio. And and I, I got to thinking, you know, LeBron is, I mean, he's in his mid 30s. This, I mean, he's he's getting close to 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 being over for him. So you know, we're we're kind of being robbed of of. Half a season in the playoff run of LeBron that we don't have really too much more of. And, you know, you people don't really appreciate, you know, guys like LeBron or, or, or Kawhi or KD or, you know, even like somebody like Steph Curry while they're in their prime. And then when it's over, it's, it's over. And you don't, you know, those guys don't come around every year. So right. we're kind of, we're kind of being deprived of that as well.
2: Yeah. Um, I just want to say uh, another thing real quick, uh, jumping the gun a little bit, but talking about unfortunate events, I, I to me, it was very unfortunate we didn't get at March Madness this year because, God, man. You know, I mean, to me, March Madness is the best playoff system top deal in, in all the sports. The way they have it set up, every game. So much fun. It is. I mean, you want, you know, you don't hardly ever see it, but but there are some 16 teams who come in and play number one teams and, and go toe-to-toe with them. And, and then there's some that get blown out, but there's always at least two to three sleepers or Cinderella stories that come out. and But sometimes, you know, Butler back in, I think, 2013, we made it to the finals. So, you know, I love March Madness. And, and to not get it – not to see that this year – I don't think Alabama was going to make it unless they had to win the SEC championship game, but, or the SEC tournament, really. But, but just not being able to watch it as a fan, man, it, it, it's devastating. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was hard for me to, to
1: lose March Madness. And I, it's one of my favorite sporting events of the year, but I also think this year would have been uniquely special in the sense that all year long, not just in recent history, all year long, there was no dominant team. There was, I think, seven, eight, nine number one teams throughout the year and top teams to lose to someone at the bottom of their conference all year long. So I, I thought all year long, if we were ever going to have a random national champion or a mid-major win the national championship, it was going to be this year. And I, yeah. I, it, the whole season just set up for a wild and crazy three weeks of March Madness. And, and we didn't get it, and I understand why. But, but if you're looking back at all the tournaments, in in recent years, I thought this one would have been really special, but I was gonna uh, say something about Stacey's point of watching the the older NBA finals. Even without sports, um, I definitely have become I don't want to say history buff, but I've definitely watched a lot of older sports that I you know I've heard about this game, I heard about that game, I heard about this series. And ESPN and Fox and CBS have definitely aired some of the older older historic games. So I've I've watched some of the games. I've always seen you know the one highlight of like I watched the the Duke. Uh, Kentucky-Christian Leitner game a couple of weeks, weeks right. ago. And I remember watching that as a kid, but now watching it as an adult, you kind of have a little more appreciation for it. So I've definitely watched some uh, some historical games over the past few weeks that have been aired to, to fill some time slots. So that, that's kind of been fun, seeing some historical games from a, an adult perspective, whether you were alive or not. Yeah. So that's been interesting.
0: Right. right uh, on, I, I watched one this morning. It was uh, Duke-Maryland from the 2001 2001- – uh, semifinal. Uh, I watched that this morning. That was I remember watching that as a kid. I mean, you are talking about guys like Jay Williams, Chris Duan, Carlos Boozer, Shane Battier. Yeah. Uh, then Maryland had Steve Blake at point guard. uh oh, wow. Will Cox <laughs> was was a young guy in yep. the paint. I mean, it, uh, uh, Juan, Juan Dixon, Dixon or Jawan Dixon. Too. Yeah, yeah, man, that was that was such a good game. Maryland got up to that huge lead to start the game. I think they're up like. 18 point, eight, maybe 22 points. I can't remember what it was. but and, and, of course, Duke come back and wins. And then they I think they went on to beat, I believe it was Arizona. I think in the so. championship game that year. So, uh, th- like you said, it's, it's fun to go back and watch games that you remember watching as a kid. But, like you said, you have a different perspective as an adult <laughs> watching them games. And it's, it was a lot. You know, and it made me think, man, I hate it for Jay Williams. Jay Williams was such a good player. And, of course, he had that that uh, motorcycle mm-hmm. accident when he had first gotten to the NBA and yeah. kind of cut his career short. But he's he's made a good life for himself at ESPN, and he does a really good job with that. But uh, it has been fun to go back and watch, uh, you know, some of them older games that you remember watching as a kid. And and like you said, you kind of have a different point of view now as an adult. Uh, and and one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, we, I guess we could talk about this for hours and hours, but the uh, the thing about – the March Madness is—you don't even have to have a team in the tournament that you like, and it's still so much fun to watch. Oh, right? I mean, you're like, you like—you don't have to like any of the teams that are playing, or even have a rooting interest whatsoever, and it's still just so much fun to watch. So it's that's what that's what's unique about it. That's what separates it from some of the other sporting events is just the—I uh, don't know—it it has the ability to. to to have your attention, no matter who's playing or or how important the the teams are to you personally, they don't have to have any significance to you, and and you're still just tuned in like it's your like it's your favorite team playing your arch rival. So it's just it's uniquely fun, and uh, I hate that that we missed out on it this year. But but like y'all guys said, it's it was obviously for the best.
2: Yeah, yeah. I,
0: March, March Madness is
2: just a different feel, and and I love it. I love doing the brackets, of course. Day one my back my bracket gets hit by bump, <laughs> blows up. You know, you know, I can never get that one million dollar bracket. And I need I need that. But, you know, it, it's still funded to to put it on, you know, do a bracket and watch how other people do brackets and keep up with it and all that. And I wanna say one other thing and then we'll get back on topic. But another thing that's bad about this, uh, is you know, I think you might have mentioned the states, I'm not hundred percent sure, but the Olympics have been canceled as well, and I'm I'm a big I, I watch the Olympics because I'm I'm a big USA guy. so any sport or anything that that the, the, the Olympic wise that USA's in uh, I watch And I was I was really getting getting excited to watch the USA women's soccer team because I love them them girls are so fun to watch and and all that and I believe I think softball was making a comeback this year if I'm not mistaken That's right. Or it might be, I can't remember. But I was going to. I mean, it's going to be fun to see the USA girls softball team as well because we hadn't seen them in a few years. But, but them athletes have trained their whole entire lives, and then it gets taken away from them. Now I know they're going to be able to do it next year, but somebody else might step up and take their spot next year. So I just hate it for them as well.
0: Yeah, it is unfortunate. I mean, especially more for for the athletes, like you said, because. I mean, if you think about it, they they have been training, and and probably right at this point in time, they're at the you know the the very zenith of their athletic prowess. Like I don't know how to how to word it, but they're they're exactly where they want to be right now, and and they can't go compete. So <laughs> it is unfortunate for those for those athletes. Uh, and uh, like like Jake mentioned, you know, hopefully they can all make it back next year when they when they is it was it supposed to be in, is in Japan? Is that where it's at this yeah. year? Or <laughs> it was supposed to be, in be?
1: Tokyo? I think.
0: so i i do hate that and of course i'm sure that's a huge economic hit to to japan so i I mean i hate that for them too so uh it's just it's amazing what a virus can do to to the world (laughs) and how it affects everything yeah the the drill down is amazing but one thing that it has affected that that's that's close to each of us is is spring practice for college football and i i know for for jake and myself that is something that we look forward to every single year yeah uh you you get a chance to to, to look at the, the guys that you just signed that maybe you enrolled early uh you know and for alabama that would most no, notably have been bryce young the the five-star quarterback from california uh, who a lot of people think has a chance to come in and and, and beat out Mac Jones for the starting quarterback job. So uh, you know we didn't get to see that. Uh, that is unfortunate, and it it, it kind of sucks. But uh, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. But uh, how, how do you guys, as far as obviously it affected the spring ball, but you know moving forward, how how, how do each of y'all think it's going to affect? Uh, you know, maybe fall camp or or maybe even the the season starting when it's supposed to?
1: I think that's one thing that'll be – I think that'll be the lead-in versus if the season starts when it's supposed to start. If it is – I mean, I never played football, but I know all the preparation that goes into it. It's going to be a crash course whenever they can get into playing. Now, if you're an upperclassman and you still have the same coaches and the same scheme, it might not be as difficult. But if you're a freshman or if you're a transfer – I can only imagine it's gotta be like drinking from a fire hose of of all the new things coming in. If the schedules push back a little bit, maybe that eases it some, but I think a lot of it to me, depends on when the season would begin, if it would begin in August or if it would begin later in September. And I was talking to someone the other day, I think if you have a seasoned coaching staff and and an approving winner, like like you guys do, (laughs) um, I think that helps. I think that helps a lot, you know, unless you have, new pieces coming in i know alabama has some new pieces coming in too coaching wise um if you have more of a veteran core then the season coaches should rise to the top compared to you know someone who's a new defensive coordinator new offensive coordinator a first year head coach but i think when the season was scheduled to begin will dictate a lot of, of how much you have to cram in into a, a short time frame
2: Hey Sam, I just want to want you know if the season does start on time, please for the love of God tell your Wolfpacks to to win their game on ten, seventeen, or twenty. I know they're gonna be they're gonna be away. They're gonna be at Death value. but please beat them. I'm so tired of hearing, you know, about, <laughs> I can. I'm so mad thinking about his neck. Thank God right now. Oh, Dabo, God, yeah. So just beat them, please. I'm tired of his mouth.
1: I would gladly check that. I think it was, I'm looking up here, uh, yeah, 2016, in my mind, and, that, and this is no means on us, but in my mind, we when we lost to them in overtime in 16, we had them on the ropes all game. Yep. That changed the last four years of college football because if they would have lost us, I think they lost to Pittsburgh that same year. So they would not – I will not say they would not be the Clemson that they are today, but they would – probably be I'd say at least out of maybe two more playoffs. So um that one's still way yeah. heavy yeah. on my mind. So
0: so I, in other words we we can blame we can blame yes. your wolf yes, for you all this. They, yes. <laughs> they have been blamed for a lot yeah. in a day. So uh, yeah. that's always heavy on my mind,
1: but uh gladly I will take your request <laughs> and uh pass that along gladly.
0: That that's my my thing to do.
1: Please, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, uh I you know it's I know Jake probably got some things to add on the, uh, on the, you know, the college football season, but uh, my thoughts is if you, if you don't think you can start it on time, the one thing that you can do, and I know I'm not the only person to think of this, but get, get rid of some of them crappy non-conference yes, I the same games. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- there's, there's no need in playing those games. Uh, that That way, if you do start late, you don't have to worry about making up games. You just kind of, play the games that actually matter. You know, your conference games and you know, Alabama usually plays one big opponent, you know, outside of the conference and this year that's that's Southern Cal. So uh I mean even if that game doesn't get played, I mean, does anybody really think Southern Cal is gonna beat Alabama? I mean I I mean I'm I I don't want to sound arrogant, but does anybody really think that's gonna happen? No. No. So,
2: okay. <laughs> Unless Reggie
1: Bush <laughs> what
0: they have a chance. Right.
1: That's... I totally feel the same way, Stacey. I mean, I'm so I just I... looked up State's football schedule here and, and non conference. They play Mississippi State. I'd like to have that game to play an SEC opponent, but it's not a conference game. But other than that, they play Troy, Delaware, and Liberty outside of conference. You better win those. You better win those three. Right, games. Yeah. If not, there's another issue at hand. But um, I agree. Maybe you, you lose off some of those um, non conference games. I know there's all kinds of contracts and money wrapped up with that too, but you obviously love to see some of those marquee out of conference matchups like you just mentioned. But if you had to pick, you want to beat the people that you see around town or in the next state over. You want to beat your, your conference foes. But I mean, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think it will be pushed back in general the whole season or do you think it'll be like a truncated season where you where you kind of just do play the conference games?
2: Well, I mean, either either way, I would I would love for the season to, to play because, I mean, everybody down here, of course, is, you know, is a big Alabama fan or, or a big football fan. That's what, you know, the South's all about, college football. But, but you know, another thing is we've got to protect fans. We've got to protect players. We've got to protect coaches. So, you know, if, if this is still going on in August, first part of September, I know by August if it's still going on, there's still deaths. There's still multiple – People still getting the virus and tests are still being being sought after. Um, we'll know by then that it's going to be delayed at least. Um, yeah, cutting out the, the non conference games, like y'all have mentioned, uh, would be will probably be make it a what an eight game season at, at the least, yeah, right. But, right. but the thing about it is, I, I understand that point, and but and, and of course, a lot of these, um, a lot of these. You, Smaller schools, we talk about this time to time. This is their money maker. They play a big school, they get paid. Sometimes they get upsets, uh, aka Chattanooga last year against Tennessee, um, and the coach said, "Bring me my money." You know, <laughs> so I love. Uh, but you know, that's a money maker for them. Even though they most of the time they get blown out, but I would hate to, for that to end for them. But in a situation like this, they'll just have to get over it and look forward to next year.
0: Well, and oh, let, let's be realistic. I think if if I think by probably June, we're gonna know if we're gonna have a, a football season, you know, on time. Yeah. Because if, if if by June things have not turned the corner in the positive direction, there's no way uh, in two months you're gonna allow uh, the athletes to start, you know, practicing and and to be back on campus and. And, and all that so I, I think if by you know by this time in June if we don't know something or if we don't see a drastic change then uh then then we'll we'll have our answer but and I, I believe that that Brian Kelly Notre Dame's coach come out and said that you know they're gonna you know by July 1st you need to have a definite answer because you know you, you gotta have, I mean and it, like, like Samuel mentioned there's a lot that goes into preparing a football team for a for a football season. I mean, especially if you think about it down here in the South, I mean, it's that, that, that month of, of training camp. I mean, it's, it's a hundred plus degrees every day.
2: Yeah.
0: And sometimes you have two a days and I mean, that's, that's tough. I mean, I don't care if these guys are young and in incredible shape. I mean, that's tough. So, uh, I, I think we'll have our answer here by June, no better than July, but, I, I'm still. I still have the feeling that that college football season will not be affected. I think. I think eventually, in the next, you know, probably few weeks, uh, we'll start seeing uh, things turn the corner w- with the virus, and uh, you know, w- w- college football season will not be affected by it. And uh, maybe that's just wishful thinking, uh, but I, I just. I just feel like with and you kind of already seen that, you know, uh, Spain is doing better now. China's doing better now. Yeah. I believe we've, we've had three consecutive days of, uh, the case, uh, you know, the cases not being as many as the days before. So, or the new cases. So hopefully that that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a good trend. I mean, that's, that's a step in the right, right direction. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know all these facts about the virus cause I don't, I don't really keep up with, I mean, I, I, I don't want to. I'm taking it seriously, but I'm not letting it consume my life. Right. Uh, so, but, you know, right now, I, I think the football season is going to be okay. Uh, and like I said, this could just yes, be wishful thinking. You know,
1: I agree, <laughs> I, I, obviously, for selfish reason, being a football fan and just the, the coaching atmosphere, I'd love to see football season too. But also thinking, that I don't know all the finances in every school and, and how the shakedown works out, but. But as we all know, football is the moneymaker for college athletics. So, you know, if you have a baseball team or softball team or lacrosse team or soccer team or whatever, football helps fund all that stuff. So if, if there isn't a season or if there's a you know, shortened season, how does that affect all the other sports in college athletics, too? You know, you hate, you'd hate for that for all the other athletes to, you know, miss out on part of their season, too, because of travel or, or facilities or whatnot. So, I mean, that's something else to think about is, is football being the big moneymaker for these
0: athletic programs. right and and to that point i if i'm not mistaken, at, at the university of alabama the only athletic programs that that are in, uh, in the green are obviously football men's basketball uh, softball and there was one more baseball men's baseball so i i think all the other sports are are you know kind of kind of living off the the uh, fruits of the of the other athletic programs, and and most notably the the football program,
2: and the you know you, you, what you just said, Stacy. it was in the green on those sports, and uh, two two of those sports have established coaches, coaches, and Saban and Patrick Murphy, and the other two have have up and coming coaches who have, uh, you know, what uh, Brad Bolhannon has done with it. You know, that's another thing, man. I would love to see what the baseball team would have done this year. But, you know, oh, yeah, that's, but, um, but, and then of course, Nate Oates, uh, as well. He's come in, he's, he's already changing the culture around the basketball program. So, two, two sports in the green have established coaches, and the other two who are in the green have up and coming coaches who's going to
0: be great at Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, now, before we, I I do want to, I think we've kind of covered, how the how the virus has, you know, affected the sports world. But one thing that it's – well, it has sort of affected it. They're not going to have the, you know, the big show and big shindig out in Las Vegas this year for the NFL draft. But they are going to have the NFL draft. And, you know, real quick before we wrap things up, I just kind of wanted to get uh, y'all's thoughts on, on, on the draft and kind of how y'all think it may go. Uh, you know, guys like – obviously, probably two is the most – captivating prospect not, and i'm not just saying that because he's Alabama guy but i mean he's he's a very popular popular player uh you know he's of course had that that massive hip injury that's that stole all the news and it kind of stole his thunder he was probably i mean i i, I say probably i, I believe it's probably 99 chance that he was going to be the number one pick yeah before the hip injury so just kind of each of y'all's thoughts on, on the 2020 NFL draft. I don't know how much y'all have really kept up with that lately, but being at home this week, I've kind of done a lot of, a lot of looking at mock drafts and, and all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, and obviously Cincinnati has that first pick. And with Joe Burrow being a an, an Ohio guy, I imagine he's going to be the number one pick. It just makes the most sense f- for that franchise. Uh but then really after that, uh, it could go in a multitude of ways. Just kind of well, each of y'all's thoughts on maybe a player in the draft that, that you're really anxious to watch at the next level and uh, maybe one of those guys that you, you think could be a, a sneaky good player in the NFL that that maybe doesn't get some of the love that you know guys like Tua or Joe Burrow get.
1: I'll go first. Go ahead, um, I mean, I haven't yeah. put a ton of stock into the into the draft this year just because of other things come up. But uh, one thing I've noticed just looking at the draft order over the past couple hours, I think it'd be interesting how quarterbacks go because you have, I think, the Bengals at one, the Dolphins at three or four, and the Chargers are at six. Um, you know, you have, you have Burrow and Tua obviously I think will be two of those positions. But then Who's, who's third? Do you have, you know, Justin Herbert out of Oregon? Do you have, I think there's someone else from out West too, but I think the quarterbacks would probably go pretty early on this year. And who goes, where is one thing, but if I had to say someone that I think could probably see their draft stock rise is probably Mims from Baylor. I think he's a great wide receiver. And I think this year's wide receiver core is pretty deep. Um, currently a, a couple of mock drafts I've seen as Denzel Mims go into uh Turn like 25 and 30, but from what I've seen him play, he's been great. But you have obviously two of your guys, Rugs and, and Judy, will definitely be up there. But with C.D. Lamb, I mean, he's a great wide receiver, so I think we'll see a lot of offensive mm-hmm. players go early. It's just a matter of who who goes where. But I, one thing I think will happen because a lot of the uncertainty of of the season and training and all that kind of stuff, I think you might see a lot of first round trades of saying giving teams uh, draft picks this year, or year's future or certain um, certain players but I think there'll be a lot of movement in this draft I don't know why I think that yeah. that's kind of what I think of you know there's a lot of polarizing guys you know some people may be off of to it because of injuries. some people may be on him because they've seen what he can do and, and believe in his rehab ability and they really want to go get to us maybe you do give the two draft picks and, and that one stud on your team to get to a, at a higher number so I'm really interested in the first round of the draft for the potential for all the trades
2: yeah, Sam, I, that's something I was going to mention uh, when I was going to talk about the draft. I have not really been keeping up with it, uh, but the biggest news that's come out of the NFL, per se, in the last couple of weeks, of course, is Tom Brady you know, leaving the Patriots, which shot the crap out of me, um, and uh, and he's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. My thing is you, everybody knows how Bill Belichick, how, how that franchise runs, you know, they stock up pick after, pick after pick after pick after pick, and then they trade. So the biggest question for me in the NFL draft is I think they're one of the later ones in the draft where they use their picks, you know, this year, um, next year's pick, to draft up and try to get one of them three quarterbacks. Uh, you might be able to see that. Uh, are, are they sold on Jared Stidham as the next franchise guy? I don't know if they are or not, but, you know, that's something to – uh to keep an eye out as well, see what the Patriots are going to do, and of course, uh, for me, I'm a big Tennessee Titans fan, and just see what what they do um, in this draft to continue improving that team. Because in the in the playoffs, there's probably the the most awesome team to watch. I'm not just saying it because I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, but but just seeing what Derrick Henry did to every team, you know, in the playoffs in the last. Five games of the year last year was was awesome to see. So I think then to get him a little bit more help and get a little bit more defensive help. So it'd be interesting to see how they how they play along
0: uh, the draft this year. Yeah that that was going to be my next question. Uh, I, I knew the Titans were your team, so I was going to ask kind of what uh, and I I don't know who your team is, Samuel, but uh, what what is the Tennessee Titans' biggest need, Jake? Do you do you know? Uh, you know, they, they have
2: a few, uh, few pieces definitely on defense. Uh, they could use, um, they've got, uh, Ron, he's a good corner, and they've got, uh, Jackson, which he plays both ways. Um, really, they, they've had, um, I cannot think of the guy that, that stepped up from Ole Miss, um, on, uh, wide receiver this year. Um, he was really good. Uh, but AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, So, they got pieces. Uh, Defensive-wise, they probably need a – you know, Jarrell Case is getting getting older. They probably need a a good uh, nose guard or or, or edge rusher. Um, And then, of course, Jack Conklin's contract is up. So, if we don't resign him, he goes to free agency, we're going to need a a, a good right tackle as well to to keep, you know, block good for Henry and to keep – Oh Jake Tannehill, uh, up you know, and, and keep him, keep people off of him. So there's a couple pieces that they need, but I think they're right there. Just a couple more pieces, and they'll be a Super Bowl contending team,
0: I think. So, so who's your team, Samuel? Do you have an NFL I remember team? Remember
1: when I say this? I am a kid of the '90s, grew in the '80s, but I remember the '90s. <laughs> this team has not been relevant, really. For uh, well, they've been relevant; they've been news, but they haven't been good for about 20 years. So, don't hang out with me when I say this. <laughs> Everyone is polarized, but I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Yep. Uh, Maybe America's <laughs> team. Uh, yeah, those those uh, early Super Bowls were really impressionable. Uh, and they just stuck with me. So, I, I didn't jump ship to the Panthers like that when they came along. So, I stuck with the Cowboys through, through lots of playoff <laughs> heartbreak. But um, – I think their biggest yeah. lead is, is secondary. They lost Byron Jones this year, and, and just for the past couple of years, they've just kind of been not necessarily torched, but been beat deep and kind of picked apart secondary rise. So I don't necessarily have a guy for them to go after. I think someone solid to kind of shore up the secondary for them to kind of you know uh, keep teams at bay and kind of force teams to be one-dimensional would be a, a bright spot for them to get in the draft. And maybe an edge rusher. They've had some some good edge rushers, but they've had uh, a long litany of crimes or substances that they can't uh, can't uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know let go. So I'd like to see a, a good edge rusher and kind of short the defensive line. But I think offensively, I don't really know what they'll do with with Dak's contract and everything like that. But um, I think with Cooper and and uh, Zeke and Dak and um, I'm blanking on their tight end's name right now, but uh, the, the second coming of Jason Witten. I think they're fine offensively. What right. did you say, Jake? I oh, said, yeah. yeah, yeah, Jason Witten. Um, <laughs> you know, even though he's he's gone to the Raiders now, I believe. But uh, yeah, uh, right. I think the last name is Hannah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking I'm about, Mike. I right think now. it was first name. Okay. I think
1: the offensively they're fine. They just got to keep teams off the board and score. And, and, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with um, – with the new coach and the new coaching staff and stuff like that. So I'm optimistic, but I think the, the secondary and, a, and an edge rusher, or a defensive lineman will be what they need to get in the draft.
2: Uh, Sam, I, I didn't know you was a Cowboys fan, so um, I was going to ask you. I got two questions for you. Um, oh, no. What do you think of – the number one is, what do you think about the, the hire, the new hire of the coach? I've I've always said they, you know – I, I've been saying the last two or three years, you know, Jason Garrett has not has never impressed me. Uh it just seems like he he knows how to win, but when he gets in the playoffs, he chokes. And I don't know, you know, why. But that's my number one question. My first question was, you know, what do you think about the, the new coaching hire? And the second one is I'm sure you heard I know everybody's heard uh Rex Ryan's comments about uh, Amari Cooper I just want to get your thoughts on if you if you agree with him or not which I, I think I know how you feel
1: <laughs> well I'll be honest I have not heard what Rex Ryan is, has said so I'll get you to say that in a second but as far as McCarthy goes I mean I, I thought he was a good coach in, in Green Bay and obviously he had Super Bowl under his belt I won't say I was mostly sold on the coaching hire but I think he's a, a good coach he took a little time off in football I don't know how that would affect him but yeah with Garrett I mean I, I always tried I'm a eternal optimist I guess but I never was one to to lead the charge to fire Garrett but I also was like well we kind of got what we got with Garrett you know you're going to maybe have that 10 and 16 here or there and then for the most part you're gonna be nine seven eight and eight or seven and nine there was just no no spontaneity no no rah-rah no let's get up for this game yeah. so we should beat this team or we really need this when we want to, you know, hammer down the division. This is the game that we can have. We can win division and not worry about the playoffs. So I get it. I mean, I think I think you got the max potential out of Garrett. Um, I, I I don't necessarily disagree or agree with the firing. It is what it is. But I'm optimistic of what McCarthy would do. I think he was a little more uh, open playbook mm-hmm. uh, when he was in, in Green Bay. And I think that would be a nice change of pace. From what Garrett had, what Garrett had while he was in Dallas. But yeah, what what did Rex Ryan say? I'm I'm not familiar with his comments.
0: <laughs> you want to say it, Stacey? <laughs> you want me to? It, it... Yeah. Well, well, they he was on Get Up this morning, and they were talking about the the contract extension he got, and I mean he went on a rant about how Amari Cooper uh, is the biggest disappearing act in all the NFL. And this is his quote. He would, yeah. he would not have paid that turd. That was I, his would,
1: qu- I would, I would disagree with I'm that. I'm serious. Dallas, <laughs> Dallas has definitely been, been named chasing uh, multiple positions for a long time. And some have worked out and some haven't, but I like this player I'm about to throw under the bus, but I always, I like Des. but you know, he, he had the catch against Green Bay that wasn't called a catch, but sometimes when it came up for, for big plays, Des wasn't there. And, I feel like Cooper is. I think he's an insanely good route runner, which is what Dallas needs. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not always having the big receiver to go up and get it is always the right thing to have. And I would say Dak's not the most accurate thrower. So if you're only throwing to a big target, um, yeah, the, the logic's there to, for someone to go up and, and get it and pull it down. But I think if you can have a guy that can run a great route, get away from his coverage, and you can throw it in his area, Cooper's the guy to go get it. I mean, he's not yeah. the biggest guy in the world, but I have yeah. loved having him on the Cowboys, and he he changed oh, that oh, offense the moment he, he was traded he, there. Even if he's not catching the ball in the game, he has all eyes on him to open it up for other people. Right. right. To have to have big games. Um, you know, I think that Reg Gallup's done great for them too, being like a, a number two. So.
0: Absolutely. I would totally
1: disagree with Rex Ryan and uh, I'm glad to have Amari Cooper on the Cowboys and I think I think he has a lot of good years ahead
0: of him in a in a Cowboys uniform.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well I, I y'all y'all have kind of talked about y'all's favorite team. I i I'm just gonna be honest. I'm <laughs> a horrible fan of the NFL because I can't I, for some reason I cannot pick a team. I, I don't know why. And I think maybe it's, it's worse now because there's so many album players in the league that I can, I can watch any game and there's a, there's an album of dude to root, root for. So it's hard, but I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I I liked as a kid, yeah. I love the Green Bay Packers because of Brett Favre. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm kind of a traditionalist too. So I like the Cowboys. I like the Patriots. Uh, so it's it's kinda hard for me to pick a team, but uh, uh I, I guess I'm I'm more of a of a player fan than I am team fans, but uh just I wanna I, I'm looking at I've been looking at a few mock drafts. Uh I, I've seen where the Cowboys uh, may select mm-hmm. Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. Uh I've seen and Jake for your Titans and I think this would be a really good pick for them. Justin Matabuki yeah. from Matabuke from Texas A and M. He's a defensive tackle. I think I going to be a great pick for the Titans. Yeah. they at the at the twenty ninth slot. So uh, I, I think I think both teams are going to get much better in the first round of this draft. Like you said, the Cowboys they they just need a couple guys on defense to to just to to stop the bleeding sometimes. Because you you know with the offense, you know with Dak and Zeke and Cooper, they're going to score in most cases they just need to stop the bleeding every once in a while on the defensive side and uh you know they can compete compete with the with some of the other teams in the in the nfc uh but but real quick i know i know uh he mentioned the the mems kid from baylor jake do you have a sleeper guy in this draft and i and when i say sleeper he can be a, a guy that's projected to go in the first round but you know, somebody that, that I, that's not. I, like about I that. said, I haven't
2: really kept up with, with the draft much. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the mock drafts here, but my computer, every time I get it get it up, it says uh can't can't upload. I don't know what's wrong with my computer, but you know, mm-hmm. I I guess, you know, I two too, like you said, is the one that's more more talked about, but but his receivers that's in there, I'm i I'm just anxious to see. I think um C D Lamb's a really good guy. Um uh rugs and judy i think whoever gets them three uh one of them three um wide receivers are going are gonna have a great um kid and a great uh teammate in the locker room and a great playmaker uh on the in throw too so um that that i guess my sleeper will probably have to be Rugs. i mean i know what he can do, but you know i i think he's gonna to, gonna to have a great um you know great time in the second level.
1: Uh, all right, I've got a good well, question for you two. Go ahead, sir. there's so many Alabama players in the in the NFL now on the offensive and defense side of the ball. Just looking at like you like you guys mentioned uh, Tua and Judy and Ruggs, is there any team you know not aside from you know draft need that you would really like to see any of those guys or all three of them on? You know, is there is there one team you're like, oh, I'd really love to see Tua on? the Dolphins because X, Y, and Z or Judy at the Raiders or wherever. Is there any special team you'd love to see one of these guys land at?
0: Well, I, I, I personally, I would like to see two go, go to Miami. Uh, Cause once again, when I, when I was a kid and Dan Marino was there, I enjoyed watching the Dolphins. So I'd like to see them kind of get back to, to, to those days. Uh, and, and there's also a chance that they could pick, another album of player in Xavier yeah. McKinney with the 18th pick. So, uh so that would be kind of nice to see those two team up there. But other than that, I, I, I do want to say this. I would love to see at least one of either rugs or Judy go to the jets uh at the 11th pick. And, and, and a lot of mock drafts have, have Jerry Judy go into the jets uh with that 11th pick. I, I, I don't know why I would just like to see uh you know, I guess because Joe Namath played at the Jet, played for the Jets, and you know won a Super Bowl there. I'd like to see a see an Alabama guy do well there I'm, too. <laughs> I mean, one
2: of the things I'm I'm interested to seeing is uh, when Washington uh, Pitt comes up, they're going to draft another defensive Alabama player. You know, that whole defense is full of Alabama people. So, you know, Sam.
0: Yeah, I think Young's no. They're getting ahead. Chase Young. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they, they better
2: draft Chase Young. Chase Young. But I did see a mock draft a while ago that said that two had like a twelve percent chance of of going to Washington. So that I don't think that they'll pull the trigger um, on two. I think it's going to be Chase Young. But that's one. That's a team you got to watch out for, Sam. Uh, your Cowboys, because you know you know how Alabama defenses are. They're pretty. They're pretty doggone stout. And, Washington has had
0: a buttload of former Alabama players. Was <laughs> well, we, you know, that kind of goes back to Samuel's uh-huh. point about all the trades that could possibly happen. I mean, lo- like he said, maybe Washington sees, you mm-hmm. know, we got a we got a really good defense, and and I mean, we know Chase Young is a really good player and will probably be a Pro Bowler in this league. But uh, you know, if they're not believers in, in Dwayne Haskins, uh, maybe they trade out of that spot and. And you know, swap with somebody so they can get Tua, or you know, or or Justin Herbert, or whoever their guy is that they, they do believe in. Yeah. So, you know, all those things are possible. So that's that's the great thing about the about the NFL draft is is watching the trades happen that day and and kind of seeing all the pieces move. And uh, but as far as my my sleeper guy that that nobody talks about, so we can kind of wrap this thing up. We're we're wow. really pushing an hour on this. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah I know it's crazy but uh my my guy is Javon Kenlaw from uh South Carolina the defensive tackle uh Samuel if you if you didn't watch it go back and watch the album of South Carolina game from this season and Javon Kenlaw dominated some yeah. of the, some of Alabama's offensive linemen in that game I'm talking double teams uh th- this dude and and actually he he played uh I believe he went to junior college out of high school and, and, and then went to South Carolina for a couple of years. But, uh, he's, he, like I said, he's a defensive tackle. He's 6'5", 324. Uh, uh, he is a physical freak. Uh, and and I think he is one of those guys that will be he, – he, I have no doubt in my mind that he'll be a pro bowler uh, for most of his career. And uh, he's just – a lot of people have him going to San Francisco – which, I mean, can you imagine him with the guys they <laughs> already have on that defensive line? I mean, God, they, I mean, they are dominant up front on that defensive line. So, uh, it, he, he's a guy to, to watch out for and, uh, and and to kind of show some love to an album guy. That's uh, Jedrick Wills. I think Jedrick Wills is going to be a I great it, right yeah. tackle in the NFL. Yeah, I've got and, and a lot and and mo- most people have him either going to the Giants at four or to the to the Cardinals at eight so uh, either way he would he's most likely going to be protecting the second year quarterback uh on that right side of the offensive line and i i think he would probably be a day one starter uh and and would hold that position for for probably about a decade i really think he's got got that time Sam of potential. Uh, real
2: quick uh was there any uh Anybody in his NC State that could potentially be in the top, you know, first round or two, uh, did you not
1: really? Not really this year. Last year we had a lot of guys that went late first and uh, and throughout the draft. This year the team was pretty young.
0: Okay.
1: Um, uh, you had Kelvin Harmon go last year, and, and Ryan Finley went to the the Bengals. So, I mean, a couple guys went and took a lot of our offense with us, but this year the team was pretty young um unfortunately a lot of the upperclassmen some of them have transferred out but this year the the classes is pretty big for freshmen coming so the team's pretty young and like we going back to what we talked about in the first segment was uh i think all the incoming freshmen and even the rising sophomores just getting that extra reps in the summer would be great for them but if you're not getting that I think that's yeah. going to make it for a hard year, but it's, I'd say it's a pretty, pretty young team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, yeah. but no, no, there's not really anyone on my radar. There may someone be slipping into the draft at some point in time, but not really on their, my radar right now. It'd be great if there was, but no name, no name. I can think of.
0: Yeah. I've, yeah. I, I've been, I've been looking at, at a lot of the big boards and I, I haven't seen an NC state player in the top 100. So, yeah. uh, but like you said, uh, Ryan Finley, he was a really yeah, good college player too. I, I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think I, th- I think they had a, a good a good crop come out last year, and like I said, unfortunately, that really hurt our offense. But the team team's young, or, or just you know, there may be someone to, to pick up on waivers or something like that after the draft. Um, but if someone does sneak into the draft this year, I think it will be in, in the much later round.
2: Real, real quick, what what's your prediction if they yeah. if they do get to play football um, for their record this year? Ooh.
1: Well hmm. it's early for that. Go <laughs> <real> uh, <laughs> all right, I don't go through game by game, but um I think you should be able to beat Troy, Delaware, and Liberty. Mm-hmm. That's three wins. Clemson, if they do it great, but huh, yeah, not please. <laughs> uh but there's always teams that are on par. We've always seemed to have Florida State's number every other year, two years in a row. So that, that's a toss-up. Wake Forest, So seems to have our number. Syracuse, we go back and forth. Boston College, I- Um, The big game I was really interested for was, was Mississippi State. Uh, they come to Raleigh. I think we're supposed to go to Starkville next year. If I really had to say, due to I have no idea who our quarterback is going to be, Um, I think our our secondary and and linebacker core is is still pretty young, but some guys are coming off injuries. I'd say optimistically I'd I'd be happy with eight and four, but realistically I think seven and five or six and six is, if I had to pick. But if you could get me to eight wins and to a slightly better bowl game,
0: I'd be happy.
2: There you go. (laughs)
0: I, I looked I, I'm I'm going with uh with a seven and five. Uh whether you get eight wins or not that. is whether you beat Florida State. That that's that, that's that's how I'm I'm looking at the schedule real quick. And I, I don't know nothing about NC State but just kinda using my brain a little bit. Um I mean obviously like you said, you're gonna beat the Liberties and the the uh Delawares and, and the Troy and Uh, You know, you probably split split games like Duke and Syracuse, and you probably split games like Wake Forest and Boston College, and so you then you but you you know North Carolina is going to be a tough game, obviously with their quarterback coming back and Mac Brown, but uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and obviously Clemson that's going to be really 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 tough, but uh, you know, Florida State's not not that much a you know. Better than what NC State is right now. I mean, I know they got a new coach now, so it's it's definitely yeah, going to be an interesting year, and I can't I wait think for it.
1: It'll be fun. Um, you know, that's part of the one thing I've done. I've, I've done a, it's a quick side story, but I've done a a weekend getaway with four of my friends. They still live in North Carolina, and we meet every year at a different city to see a new college campus and experience a new game with a new team, all that kind of stuff. And we've been five years and we're 0 and 5. So. <laughs> <laughs> So this year we're looking at the schedule. We we picked out a few games that uh, if the season goes as planned and, and all the games we play, we picked out a few games like all right. We think this might be the one we finally get. But we've had a lot of good times along the way and met good people and, and seen some cool stadiums and stuff. But um, maybe maybe we'll break that streak eventually one year.
2: Sounds like you need yeah. Sounds like you need to, yeah, like to pick like Liberty this I hope year. So <laughs> or Dale, well, we we
1: always we always try to do like an away game. Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere different, so and somewhere we haven't been. So, <laughs> ironically, I, hey, I next year, a, next year y'all come down to, to Starkville. If the games go as planned, I don't know how far y'all are from Troy, but we've talked about going to to Troy just to something different. So, uh, if we if we head down that way, I'll give you guys a shout. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so hey, well, real that, quick, that'd be you, awesome. Do you guys have any? Uh, What's all you know, right? Like I said, it's early, yeah. but. What's your expectation for Alabama football at this point in time? I mean, is it, is it to run the table? Is it to get back – just to get back in the playoff? Just, you know, early spring football, what would, what would your ideal – not your ideal, but what's your realistic expectation, I guess?
0: Uh, realistically, I, I, I mean and, – and see, I hate doing this because <laughs> it, it makes me sound arrogant, but I, I don't – I don't see a scenario where we miss the playoffs again. I mean, last year I believe LSU caught lightning in a bottle yeah. with, with Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, and you know the the defense, and it it just seemed like it just seems like it's going to be too good to be true for them to maintain. Not that they're going to be a not going to be a good team. They're going to be a good team. They got too much talent, but uh, I, I believe it's going to be hard to replace all the coaches and all the players that I think they lost 17 players and a handful of coaches and most notably Joe Burrow and then Joe Brady. So, uh, it's going to be tough for them to overcome that. Uh, you know, Alabama, it was kind of a, a weird year for Alabama with the, with the injury to Tua, and you know, the defense not playing up to their standards. So, uh, I, I don't see that happening to you. And, and, you know, even with that, uh, Alvin was just a play or two away from from really being undefeated and and back in the playoffs even last season. So uh, I, I think just get to the playoffs. That's that's really what I want. I think if you get there, uh, yeah. you have a chance to win it all.
2: My my thing is, um, I was anxious to see what uh, Bryce Young was going to be doing and and how good he looked. I didn't. I was wanting wanting to see if he was all hoppers. He actually the the real deal. But I do think. The way Saban has done before in the past, he don't he don't really like starting freshman quarterbacks. So I, I really thought Matt Jones could or would be the starter. And me and Stacy said it before. Um, we we believe in Matt Jones, so I have no no reason not to believe in Matt Jones until something happens where you know he's just making mistake after mistake, and he has not done that yet. And uh, so I, I think Matt Jones will be the starter. Will he? In the year as a starter, I don't know, but as of I think he would he will start the first I'd say first four games, four to five games. But I, I think I think realistically Alabama makes the playoffs again.
1: Yeah, I think that's realistic. I mean you guys you guys know I'm preaching to the choir here, but you're in one of the best divisions in all of college football, so you know what you're gonna get uh, year in and year out. And- you always know against LSU is going to be a dogfight and Auburn's a rivalry game and you throw out the records and all that kind of stuff, those kind of games. And there's always that one game that you don't really suspect to be a tough game on the schedule that is, and hopefully you get through that. But, yeah, I think Alabama gets back into the playoffs. What the record is, I don't know, but I, I do think they get back into the playoffs again and, and you, have, you have a coach and a coaching staff that has a proven record to, to always be right around the playoffs. if not a sure thing. Is. So I, I think they get back to the playoffs and what they go from there you know made the best team
0: win right yeah yes it was all right Over. guys man That was fun <laughs> y'all believe y'all believe well, we've been doing this for nice. an
2: hour
0: <laughs> hey uh and and real quick sam uh, we're, we're thinking about yeah. uh doing one of those periscope live things uh sure, pretty looking. soon we'd love to have you hop on that uh but of course yeah we'll connect with you on all that uh yeah. But hey, man, we appreciate having you on. Uh, won't you tell them real, uh, real quick simple. how how they can follow you on Twitter,
1: Twitter. and uh, look for my, some of my stuff on No Huddle Sports? Uh, kind of doing some of the college basketball stuff on that site as well. But you aren't going to do much of that right now. But uh, yeah, SJ <laughs> uh, Willard <laughs> on Twitter and uh,
0: No Huddle Sports. <laughs> All right, hey, hey, and, and real quick before we before we head out, uh, make sure you, you follow each of us. And on I'm a Jake Thomas on Blackwood eighty nine. And of course, you can follow our podcast Twitter feed at Tide Talk underscore Pod. Enjoy the same. All right, guys. We, I hope y'all have a good weekend and, and y'all yeah. stay I'll do safe. Same and man. thanks for having yeah, me on. Yeah, st- stay healthy, guys. See ya. See you. Tide.